0: two, kickers are extra, I give them the boot. ooh, going for two, sit back, relax, while I grab me a brew, ooh, now I'm reclining, while put in my time, and I'm ready to go, my spine are aligning and much my my lineups, my bank account grow, I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with, ooh, listen to this, multiple options, how far can I get, ooh, DFS dynasty reader tonight I am not finishing last. I'm finishing past, any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping, and I am so locked in, and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking, and all of these spots keep on talking and talking, so what are we talking? What kind of a in and running it deep, even players forgotten, or cave in the bottom, or hitting that top, and this spot is popping, yeah, this spot is popping, and woo. This is the arm chat, yeah, put up your arms, yeah, sound the alarm, yeah, yeah!
1: What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 302 of the Armchair Fancy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert77. Of course, we are on the Going for Two Live Podcast Network. We're here every Wednesday and Friday on Facebook Live, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube, and of course, in all major podcast networks. I'm here with my co host. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was going to mention that. Uh, I'll introduce y'all first, and then I'll mention the, that we're at our, 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 our next milestone here. So, Tim, what's up, man? How are you?
0: Oh, man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Coming off another good week. Uh, I was just telling you before the show, I feel like I got a little system now. I've been rolling the last few weeks, so I want to carry it right over into week 15.
1: Good deal. Good deal. And, G, you're here as always. Showed up uh, a minute before we went live. What's up, G?
2: What other way would you want it, man? I'm like, I'm like that I'm like that girl. I'm like
1: that girl at prom, dude. You don't even know if you're gonna go under prom Jeff, Jack, but I'm here with <laughs> you, bud. We're here at prom. Let's go, man. <laughs> good stuff. Uh so this as is good, by the way. Hey, nine hundred. I was cheers. just gonna say, as as Tim alluded yeah. I, I don't have a beer tonight, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cheers my uh my my under armor, my body armor light here. This is what I'm drinking tonight, guys. <laughs> A so flavored coconut water for you, right there. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, episode 900 on the YouTube channel. If you haven't uh, heard already, uh, this is a, a big deal, obviously. We, we had our 300th show for the Armchair Fancy Show a few weeks ago. Uh, now the number 900 for the Going for Two Live Podcast Network overall. Uh, a lot of big names contributed to this. Uh, you know, the doc, uh, James Ferretti, Kyle Senra. Uh, Dan the B League says if he's in the chat, I'm not sure if he is or not. He is some nights, but uh, he was part of this. Uh, Devin and the guys on the Thursday night show. Uh, Gator J, uh, of course, Danny Ocean and Losty Mix on the Tuesday night. Mike, uh, Mike and his crew on Tuesday night as well. So a lot of a lot of shows on the network that uh, contributed to this 900. So appreciate everybody out there that that contributed and uh, hopefully to get uh, 900 more. Let's let's do it. Yes, sir. All right, let's go ahead and get into the—we'll uh, do the rewind first, and then we'll get into the three-game slate, and then we'll do the, uh, the, the main slate on Sunday. The Weekly Rewind. 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 All right, one good, one bad, Gerson. What you got?
2: Yeah, man, um, my one good, it obviously—oh, <laughs> man, I hate to do this to you guys, but I always tell you on the Friday show, watch the Sunday show, because it can change the slate. And I didn't really message this until, like, I think, like, probably a half hour before I was going on the Sunday show. And I said, Guys, I might be going a little crazy here, but what do you guys think about J.K. Dobbins? Yep. And I was all over J.K. Dobbins. I played J.K. Dobbins in 35% of my lineup out of 150.
1: So you had a good week? I
2: was. <laughs> oh, no. I, I had a damn good week. I was very really happy. Um, Real reality, um, I had to figure out a way to make all the wide receivers I wanted to play. And fit him in there. Obviously Amon Ross and brown screwed me and so did Elijah uh not Elijah, uh Garrett Wilson.
1: Garrett Wilson. Um, yep.
2: so that guy would have gotten me twenty point, I probably would have won like twenty grand at least. You know? But hey, you I, I'll take the profit. And it was a good profit. So I'll take that. But the Sunday show I tell you guys to show up and I don't say that just to get clickbait or anything. I say that because I give you the answer to the task. Absolutely and on top of that I gave out a lot of good play. My bad my one bad was I said I almost think the bronco, the Broncos, the Cowboys are a lot of defense. defense. That was one of the stupidest advice I gave. <laughs> on the, I mean, I probably should have said, you know, if you, if you want to fade GPP, that's understandable. And I had the Broncos, I had the Cowboys defense, I think, 45%. So that probably hindered my profit.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of people had the Cowboys D for sure. Tim, what you got for your good, bad?
0: Yeah, my one good was Chris Moore. Uh, I thought Chris Moore was clearly the play on the Texans last week. And then I found out Philip Dorsett was over thirty percent owned in cash, which was just wild. I get that. I, <laughs> yeah, that that was shocking to me. So uh, I said my other one good was bank uh, bankroll management because uh, last few weeks, man, I've been playing this process and it's been working out for me. So I'm gonna good keep stuff. that rolling. My one bad was uh Greg Dulcich. Uh, I unfortunately came to, I did not want to broncos in my lineup so i had came down to jerry judy or greg dulcich and i went with dulcich and uh yeah that one really hurt that one really hurts so uh you know future reference if somebody's out not always bad to play two players yeah
1: definitely uh so so my one good i've been talking about in the last couple of weeks home golf uh he, he ended up being pretty chalky he played he was in most cash lineups but he has he you know came out and did really well for me uh, and I, I went ahead and threw in the Panthers D because unlike most of the people that out there to play the Cowboys D I played Panthers D in my cash lineup and they only got seven points compared to the, I think Cowboys got three or four, uh, but they oh, were yeah. like $1,500 less than the Cowboys obviously. So I was able to pay up elsewhere. So that really paid off for me. Well, uh, my one bad was, uh, was Mr. Joe Mixon. Uh, apparently my locks of the week are just the ones you want to fade because the last two weeks I've picked uh, the locks of the week. that just been terrible. Joe Mixon was, uh, was my bad last week. And really, I had one other bad decision in my cash lineup. And, you know, y'all talked about Dorsett and, and Chris Moore. My choice that it was, was uh, I was either going to play Dorsett and Dolchitz, which is what I ended up playing, or I was going to play Chris Moore and, and Chig, Chig Iwanisu or whatever his name is. I chose wrong. If I had chose Chig and uh, and uh, Chris Moore, I would have really made bank last week. But my cash lineup is still cash, so... Uh, had a good week overall. All right, so we got uh, a lot to get into. We're going to do the three-game Saturday slate really quick. We're just going to go game by game, give us our top plays in those games, uh, and then we'll get to the main slate for Sunday. We wanted to give you all just a little bit of uh, the the Saturday game, because I'm sure everybody that's in this chat is going to play Saturday as well, which is uh, it's hard not to. But, uh, Tim, we will go to you first here. Give me some of your, uh, your top plays here on the Saturday slate. You're on mute.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I want to get off there. Yeah, when I first opened up the Saturday slate, there were two plays that instantly stuck out to me. Uh, One of them, we're going to get here in a minute. So I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. Uh, I think this is such a good spot for Dalvin Cook. Uh, Actually, this is the best game on the slate, right? I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about the Buffalo game, weather impact of that game. So this one's in a dome, right? Two teams that, uh, you know, they like to both teams like to run the ball, right? We know that. We know that, obviously, the Vikings like to pass the ball. But I think this is a Dalvin Cook game, man. I think it sets up really well against the Colts' defense. They don't give a lot up through the air. Uh, they, you know, give it up more on the ground. He's been good in good usage. Uh, I told everybody last week on this show, you don't play running backs against the Detroit Lions. And that's exactly what happened. Dalvin Cook ended up having a bad game. This is his bounce-back game because the Colts can't stop running backs for shit.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm on those players as well, and I forgot to give the over under on this game. Uh, forty seven and a half. Minnesota is a three and a half point favorite. Um, yep. Gersten, what do you have for some of your favorites in this uh, in this Colts uh, Vikings game?
2: I think I'm gonna play Jonathan Taylor. He's seven and two hundred. I can't remember a lot of Jonathan Taylor was even. I mean, he was mm-hmm. like seven point five. I think like a couple of weeks ago or something. I might be wrong though. Um, no, he was last time he seven 7.200. two hundred with week six last year i mean yeah. that price range is amazing um while minnesota defense the run defense is pretty impressive Jonathan taylor should get a lot of the workload um right now he's actually coming in at, on the saturday slate uh the main slate for saturday he's coming in at 70 percent ownership so not just me it looks like the field is following him um twenty-two and a half and a half uh biggest empire total was actually pretty impressive for me uh, considering that you know they have matt ryan and a very overrated michael pittman apparently um but no i just i think uh taylor's price is just too low uh for the usage that he's gonna get um i love to call it Tim 10 million dollar i mean this slate is just you really have to pick your boss and maybe maybe it's just me but um i know i'm getting located away but and on a slate like this, I would not mind doing my uh what I usually do on short slate where you can actually play one of your offensive players against your do you think. Yeah, agreed. Agreed.
1: Uh so my my big play, the one that stood out to me uh is a receiver that's had this many targets over the last three weeks. He had ten targets in week twelve, six targets in week thirteen, eight targets last week. He's only fifty two hundred Adam Thielen. Uh, sort of turning the clock back a little bit, really doing well uh, lately. So uh, I like his price point. I like the amount of targets he's getting. He's got two touchdowns over the last three weeks as well. Uh, so Thielen is a good guy that I think that you can, I don't know how what his ownership is. I couldn't find a ton of places that had ownership on the three-game slate, but uh, I'd imagine that he's going to be a little bit lower owned than some of the guys we've already talked about. Uh, Tim, I'll go back to you. Give us some of your uh, your other like value plays, guys, a little bit down on the, on the, on the totem pole there.
0: Yeah, I think for value, it's the Indianapolis Colts passing game. You know, Matt Ryan at 5,200 is just too damn cheap. Uh, I think I'm probably going to pay up the other 800 to get to Kirk. But, I mean, if you need the 800, I think they project within a few points of each other and you save 800 bucks. So, if you need to fit in somebody else, you know, we always say it's about three points per $1,000. So, 800, you need about two and a half points of difference. And I think that's pretty close to where they're at. And then two of the biggest values on this slate are Paris Campbell and Alex Pierce. I prefer Paris Campbell at 4,400, but I think that, you know, you beat Minnesota through the air, right? We saw Jared Goff last week. He made return of Josh Reynolds. He made DJ Chark look like a superstar. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings uh, secondary is really, really bad, so... You know, we've seen Paris Campbell already eat so far this season, and I think he's going to eat again this weekend.
1: Yeah, Jared Goff seemed to be getting everybody involved except Amon Ra last week. It was That's exactly very right. frustrating last week. Well, uh,
0: and to be yeah. fair, DeAndre Swift. Like, that, both of those guys let us down there.
1: Yeah, place. exactly. Uh, hey. Gerson, any more guys in this game you want to talk to talk about before we move on to the next game?
0: Um, well,
2: I think Alex Pierce is a great call. Um, I think his price is a little bit, I know people, people, only people that play dynasty probably really know how talented out is. He's mm-hmm. actually a very talented wide receiver. He had 18 points last week, eight for four, 86 yards and a touchdown. And then before that, he kind of had like a drive streak, right? Um, but on the Adam Searing team, I do want to say this, he is going to be the third highest owned wide receiver. So he's not exactly
1: Wow. Exactly. I, I, yeah I like i said i couldn't find i couldn't find ownership anywhere so i i you know you have a a, a premium service that i don't have so i i was like i don't know feeling hasn't been you know that high on the last few games but on a three game slate i can see his price point making him high well, on i
2: love how you pay like premium service like as of like i like, paid like a thousand dollars for it <laughs> do. hey
0: people don't need to know you pay a thousand dollars you do what you do you do what you no, do no but anyway um
2: no in this game it's pretty it's pretty straightforward I just think the tight end position is very interesting to me. Um, TJ Hawkinson at 5,000. Yeah, For, that was the one. He's going to be the highest on tight end. But I think if, I'm, if I if you really want to get different, you're going to probably want to fade him because he's going to be the highest on tight end on this play.
1: Yeah. All right, let's move down to the uh, Baltimore-Cleveland here. It's uh, 38 and a 38-and-a-half th- point uh, over under. Cleveland's favored by two-and-a-half two points um Tim I'll go to you first here give me some of your uh your, your place here
0: yeah well I'm gonna go with, we just talked about the Hawking goat I'm gonna pivot off him and go with David Njoku he actually comes in as my top value on the slate of tight end um I have him projected for about 12 points at 4200 so I mean if you're if you can't get the extra 800 to get up TJ Hawkinson I think he provides some real upside uh, Cleveland is you know average against tight ends but we saw Deshaun Watson actually take a little bit of a step forward last week. His first game back, he looked like trash. Last week, he looked a little bit better, um but I think some of that was was in Joku. So I, I'm going to go ahead and keep rolling it back again this week. I like that you call. I
2: thought a lot of that was that massage that on the field. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did y'all see that? Did y'all see that TikTok? Uh, they showed Deshaun Watson. They're like, oh. Deshaun Watson has learned his lesson. He's a changed man, and they show him on the field massaging his own leg. <laughs> I was Yeah, like, just get
0: on the bike, Deshaun. You'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, this is what I it up. He had nine targets last week, seven for 59 and a touchdown.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Gerson, what you got for your your plays here in this in this game? Oh, man, I can't wait. Deshaun Watson is going to have so many
2: puns for the rest of his life. It's yep. going to be hilarious. He deserves it, too. Um, for this game, <clears throat> I love the Inyoku call. I'm a big Inyoku fan. Jeff knows it for a while. But I think uh, I was kind of shocked to see uh, Mark Andrews at 5700 Was there anybody else here in the room that was shocked? Yeah, that's,
1: that's really low for Mark Andrews.
2: price up for like $6,500, Then he was 5700 I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Mark Andrews broke this slate either. I mean, while last week was kind of very underwhelming, and I, we told people, like, Mark Andrew's there, but has he really been there? I mean, he got six targets, two receptions, 17 yards, but I think this is the game where he actually breaks out. I always say that rivalry games are really something that teams really fill out for each other, but to give you an idea of what Andrew done against this team, the last game he had was week seven. He only had eight. Uh, he, I think he got hurt in that game, if I'm correct. I could be wrong, though. He only had like, zero, he had 0.40 points, so no points no basically. But before that, 31 point sixteen point, twenty two point, twenty seven point. The guy does well against Cleveland. Yeah. And at fifty seven hundred, it's a great price. Yeah. Um I know we just talked about three tight ends, but Sometimes in situations like these, you might want to
1: play a double tight end. Double tight end, agreed. I was going to say the same thing, and and just kind of piggybacking on the Mark Andrews thing, the reason he, I think he had a bad game last week was uh, the guy I'm going to talk about, Tyler Huntley, went out in the game with the concussion. Uh, he yeah. only had 12 attempts. You know, obviously he uh, couldn't throw the ball to Mark Andrews, which we saw last year he did a ton of. Uh, So he is back this week. Expected to be the starter. Last I heard, I haven't heard if Lamar Jackson is going to come back. I don't think he is. But
0: no, it's Tyler Huntley week.
1: It's Huntley week. So yeah, I mean, if you're looking at his stats from last week, he barely played in that game, and he still had nine attempts, uh, rushing attempts for 31 yards. So you pull that over a full game, uh, give him some, you know, give him a touchdown or two passing, and he's going to smash that 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 price tag there at 5.3. So I like Huntley a lot this week. I'm actually playing him in my. My home league because I lost Kyler Murray, so I'm hoping that I get a better game from him this week in the playoffs. Uh, but Huntley is one of my fa- favorite plays on this slate as well. I do
2: want to mention one thing about this slate. Uh, uh, usually rivalry games sometimes are low scoring, so we'll yeah. just the rivalry game. So it could probably be the, this game I can see being the lowest scoring game out of the whole slate. Agreed. Yeah. That's, um, I, that's my own opinion, and obviously Vegas agrees with me. Vegas yeah. had that believe, like 38 and a half, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: My yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm surprised oh. Gerson didn't lead this off with, this guy won me a bunch of money last week. I'm going back to J.K. Dobbins.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, Dobbins is a good price, too. $5,200. That's pretty good for, yeah. for J.K. Dobbins. I,
0: I don't know. You tell me what the projections are, but I got to imagine he's going to be top three in terms of ownership on this slate.
2: I have him at 13 point right now. Um, the reason why I have him at 13 points, um I don't know if you guys exactly watched the game, but it was a run that he had where he looked like he was like limping and he said it himself yeah he said I was out of shape. I, I couldn't do it but um in that game I think they relied on him a lot because Huntley was out you know yeah. and towards the second half he had a hell of a first quarter I'm not gonna lie to you I legit like as when he scored that touchdown Jason can vouch for me I've never jumped higher I almost hit my head on the ceiling <laughs> and and then his son Xander goes what's going on I'm like JK 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 and he goes what are you kidding about? <laughs> and I'm like, I Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins. And he's like, Dobbins? And he thought I was talking about
0: uh, uh, that, that
1: little character. In Dobby. Harry Potter. Dobby, oh, for, Dobby, yeah. Dobby from Harry Potter.
0: No, I'll give it to you, G, because you came in the chat and you said J.K. Dobbins is going to get at least 50 yards and a touchdown. And he basically did that in the first, first quarter. quarter. Like you were already cashing that check in the first quarter. Agreed. Amen.
1: All right, Tim, you got a couple uh, cheap guys there you want to mention real quick.
0: Yeah, we've talked about it's a three-game slate, right? you got to find a way to get different. There's going to be some low-owned value that's going to pop. And so I just mentioned a couple guys that can get a little cheap. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, because uh, Amari Cooper against Marlon Humphrey has not worked out great for him in the past. So I think we could see some more DPJ. And then Demarcus Robinson seems to have the better connection with uh, Tyler Huntley. So uh, 4K, uh, if you want to fade maybe Alex Pierce or – Paris Campbell, one of those guys, who want to go different. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, I think, is going to come in at much lower ownership.
1: Good stuff. All right, let's move into this last game here. Miami at Buffalo. The over-under is 43-and-a-half. Bill's favored by uh, seven points. Uh, there's some weather in this game, Tim. What are your thoughts on this game?
0: Yeah, the first thing I put is snow, but how much snow, right? Because we've seen how Buffalo can get. If it's a few you know, little flurries, they can you know, burn it off in the morning or whatever, it's not going to be too bad. But if we get one of those shady McCoy, like there's a foot of snow kind of (laughs) games, uh, I don't really want any part of this game. I'll probably play the running backs and the defenses, because that's what you do in a snow game. Uh, When I first opened up this slate, this is what I was going to say earlier. For me, it was Josh Allen lock button, no question, right? He's 8,300. He scored 30 points against Miami last time. And this time he gets to play them at home. He's got his full, you know, everybody's healthy on the team. And then this blizzard comes through and it's going to wreck all of my Josh Allen. So uh, I probably will not have much Josh Allen. I think he'll probably be, uh, I, you know, I don't know that he has that 30 point ceiling in this, in this weather, but maybe he does. Right. And maybe because of the snow, he comes in at lower ownership. Uh, but yeah, right now, uh, with the way it's looking, I'm probably not going to be playing Josh Allen. I'm going to stick to that dome game.
1: Yeah. That's a good call. What about you, Gerson? Anybody you like in this game?
2: So on this game, I'm going to have a, I don't know if this is the way I can do it. Can I have a combo stack?
1: Sure, do it. So,
2: uh, I'm gonna have to build defense and then single tag together. I think this if this game's gonna be a snow game. Josh Allen hasn't been the same, and he hasn't yep. been the same five game. If you're paying 8,300 for him, please don't. Like, I don't think Allen's a good quarterback. I used to play always, but. I don't think he's a play on this slate. On a three-game slate, you're trying to get the max. You're trying to max out your points. But you want to get someone to back for the at other position. You don't always have to do a double stack run back. You know, um, you can do a one-one quarterback. You know, um, but with this weather concern, and I can't see Josh Allen getting there unless it's with the rushing upside. So I think I'm just going to go to single Terry with the stack with the Bills defense. The Bills defense actually coming out as one of the highest owned
0: players of, of this three-game play. Yeah, they, they were priced as if it wasn't going to be a snow game. I actually don't hate Miami at 2300 too, if you need the extra 400 to fit somebody in. But I'm going to go the other way, Gerson. I'm going to go with James Cook. I think he fucked a lot of people last week, and they're not going oh, to. Fuck oh, That's me. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of people were high on him last week. You guys know I love to play a guy after he's had a bad week because that recency bias gets everybody. He more or less split snaps with Singletary last week. So this week, if it did the snow game, I think they could give the, the rookie a chance to get 20 touches. And at his price, what is he? Uh, I have to look it up. 40. Um, he uh,
1: 4,800.
0: Yeah, 4,800. That's 700 less than Devin Singletary. Uh, I could see them being projected probably pretty close. Uh, so if I need that 700, man, I'm going James Cook. I think they've leaned on the rookie in this game.
1: I like it. Uh, so so my guy, I'm gonna go with here uh, is gonna be the tight end on the Buffalo Bills, Dawson Knox. Uh, you know, there's one thing with snow games. You know, me being a an older guy, whenever I go play flag football, I like playing in the snow or when it's muddy outside because all the fast guys get slower, and then my yeah. you know my slow ass can still move around pretty easily. So, and Dawson Knox is a tight end. He's not necessarily slow. He's just he's not going to be affected as much by some of the you know the snow as some of the fast like the Jalen Waddles and the Tyreek Hills will be. So Knox will still be able to run his routes and get open. And I think, you know, short passing games in the snow gamers are, are really good. So Dawson Knox is, is my play here at 3900. Um, I know we've mentioned a ton of tight ends tonight, but uh, I think this might be a game where you do go or a week where you do go double tight end.
3: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. Is there anybody else you want to talk about before we get into the, uh, the main slate for Sunday, guys? No, yeah, I, I'm ready to move on. All right, let's do it. Let's talk quarterbacks. All right, kick quarterbacks off here with the elite here, Tim. Go ahead and take us through your elite guy.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the the guy that that uh, Gerson doesn't have, and that's Jalen Hurts. Uh, I've been playing Jalen Hurts basically every week. Uh, I, two weeks ago, I said he was my stack of the week. Last week, I said I was really high on him. I'm going right back. If Josh Allen's not on the slate, I'm looking for Jalen Hurts, right? Last three games, 32 points, 37 points, 30 points. If you're looking for a quarterback that's going to win you a GPP, uh, it's Jalen Hurts. And we know who to stack him with, right? Over 50% of his targets go to two guys. So I actually, we'll talk about it later, I prefer Devonta Smith this week, uh, but I'm definitely playing Jalen Hurts.
1: Yeah, I like that. And Hurts is is the kind of quarterback that could beat you with his legs and his arms. Like last week, he beat him with the arms. He's done with his legs, obviously. So 8,200, I think I, I love that call. Uh, Gerson, who do you have in your elite tier? I mean, I don't have him. I mean, not only
2: do I have him, but your mom, your dad, your brother, your (laughs) sister, your dog, your your dog baby that hasn't been born. Um, everybody's going to have him. It's Mr. Justin Herbert. Um, Herbert is just in a smash spot this week. I think to me, it's hard to get away from him. Not only because he's priced at a great price, but... The game environment. Um, to me, I've Tennessee is a run funnel. Uh, I mean, a court, a pass funnel of defense. And I was so pissed off at myself, so freaking pissed off because one, I left off Trevor Lawrence in the last thirty minutes when I did my one fifty. Mm. I wanted to play him, but I said I only want three quarterbacks. I have to leave one off. And for some reason, my dumb ass thought it was cool to put Geno Smith over Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> And yeah, that screwed me over. But it happened. You learn, you you win some, you lose some, right? But um, yeah, I think Justin Herbert's a smash spot this week. Um, ownership suggested it. But I don't really look at ownership until Friday night, like tonight. I look at my queries, I research it, and then I put it in a sheet, and then I go over the ownership. Ownership agree with me. But it's a pass-funnel defense. I'm going to keep following it. Um, what, what Tim posts on the DFS roundtable, um, you do a flow chart, and this matches it. Yep.
1: Yeah, I agree. Not only
0: that, but yeah, the Chargers are the most pass-heavy offense right now. They're passing like 80% of the time, and then they're playing against a pass-funnel. And then Tennessee has a number of injuries both on their line and in their secondary. Yep. So everything lines up for this to be an absolute smash spot for her.
1: Yep. Agreed 100%. Um, all right, so that was only two guys that had in my elite tier. So I'll kick off the mid tier with uh, with Dak Prescott uh, going to Jacksonville at six point two. Uh, he's a thousand less than than Herbert. He's two thousand less than uh, than Hertz. And uh, we talked about you know, you know the 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 um, tendency being a pass funnel. Jacksonville's not quite as as much of a pass funnel, but they are sixteenth DVOA versus the the run and thirtieth versus the pass. So I think Dak Prescott, you know, obviously good stacking options there. Uh, A pretty good total here. I don't know. I mean, let's see. Is it the third highest on the slate or second? highest? Yes, third highest. Third highest on the slate. 48 over under. Um, So, yeah, I I like Dak a lot. You know, obviously you put him with CD CD Lamb. The only thing I am a little worried about is the Dallas Cowboys do want to run the ball. So if, you know, if they were to to just run Zeke and and Pollard all game, it could limit uh, Dak Prescott's uh, attempts. But I do think he can be efficient enough against this defense to to put up some decent points for his price. So I, I love Dak. Uh, all right, so I think uh, Gerson's got Zach in his mid-tier as well. Tim, you got somebody that we, we don't have, so go ahead and talk about your, your mid-tier here.
0: Yeah, Joe Burrow. I have to put him on here because we'll talk about it later, uh, but Jamar Chase is probably my favorite play on this slate. Uh, so I'm going to obviously <laughs> – We'll talk about it later, but I'll just yeah. tell you that. No. Fuck yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to have Joe Burrow. I mean, I, I, you know, it, the stats show that when Chase plays, uh, Burrow plays, he's still not expensive enough. I mean, 7,000, he's he's 200 less than Herbert. Everybody, like Gerson said, everybody and their mom is going to play Justin Herbert. So I'm going to go down, save 200, and play Joe Burrow. Uh, definitely, you know, you can tell me what the ownership is, but I guarantee it's less than Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. All right, that's it for the mid-tier. Uh, we'll go down into the value tier. And, uh, Gerson, you have a guy that me or Tim don't have, so I'll let you go kick it off here. Talk about uh, your guy there. Uh,
2: so on your Joe Burrow scene, um, Joe Burrow is 7.8, uh, Herbert is 10.6. The highest actual own quarterback isn't Herbert. It's actually Patrick Mahomes getting hurt. So,
3: um,
2: But I'm not paying for Mahomes no more. I'm good. I'm out. Um, so Ryan Tannehill, while everybody sees a pass-funnel defense through the Titans, the Chargers aren't that great either. Uh, well, the Chargers team defense has been very vulnerable this year. Mm-hmm. And I love to target them in showdown because apparently they play every Monday night and Sunday night, Thursday night, but they never play on the main plate, just like the Chiefs. But um, I want to play them. I, w- I want to play against them. His price range is so cheap. And I get it. Tannehill hasn't been great, right? Like, he's not sexy at all. But what if this game does turn into a shootout? What if Elon yeah. Burks is active Baylon he I think he had a concussion, if I'm correct.
0: Yep. Yeah, I think he's already been rolled out, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been rolled out. Is he rolled out? Yeah.
2: Uh, so we got Chigo, Robert Wood, and uh, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> 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 but Ryan Tanner who at 5,300, especially a quarterback that can run the ball. I mean, he gets one one rushing touchdown, two passing touchdowns. He's meeting value. But I think he's more of a value play. And you can do a 1-1 stack with them, not a 2-1. Yeah. yeah. But I like trying to help for his prize,
1: I like it. Uh, Tim, talk about uh, your, your quarterback there.
0: Mac Jones! Yeah, back then they didn't want me. Uh, no, so the Philadelphia Eagles modify their game plan the most of any team in the NFL. New England P- Patriots are second, right? When they play a run funnel, they run. When they play a pass funnel, they pass. And they're going to pass all over the Raiders this week. I don't care that they're running out third, fourth string wide receivers. Uh, We've seen him top 20 points a couple times this year. Basically, Vegas gives 20 plus points up to every quarterback they face. And that's not going to change this week. I have him projected for almost like 18 points, which is like three and a half, almost four times value. That's ridiculous. There's not a ton of value on the slate, which we'll talk about due to some things that changed today. Obviously, the big uh, news of the day was Mike White is out. And Zach Wilson will be starting, which completely changed the slate from my standpoint. So if I'm looking for a cheap value quarterback, I'm going with Mac Jones.
1: Yeah, Mac Jones price is ridiculous. <laughs> Mac Jones price is ridiculous. He's he's priced less than Jamison Winston, who hasn't even yeah. played this year. Uh, Desmond yeah. Ritter, who's a rookie making his first start, priced less than him, priced less than Sam Darnold. Price less than Zach Wilson. Joe Flacco. I mean, yeah. Joe, it's ridiculous how, how cheap he is. I think they forgot about his price point and just left him there. So that price point makes it very, very tempting to put Mac Jones in the lineup. Uh, yep. He's who I had in my lineup as well. I had Mike White. But of course, Mike White's been ruled out, and I don't want Zach Wilson. So that just eliminated that whole situation there with the the, the Jets and that going up against Detroit. So uh, that's it for the quarterbacks. Let's go ahead and move into the tight ends somebody say tight ends? All right. Uh, the elite tight ends here, like uh, copy paste uh, Travis Kelsey at the top there, 7.8. Uh, but Gersh, yeah. you do have one elite tight end that we don't have uh, normally in the, in the top tier here. Talk about your guy. So
2: that was a very serious question. It's not on tight ends. That's it on quarterback. We, I know we moved on, but I have to ask this. If you stack Mac Jones, can you do a full on stack? and you can play the top plays of all plays. Yep. Is it going to be worth it? Like, do you guys think it might be worth it? Like, I'm I mean, talking about, like, I'm looking at, I'm telling you right now, I just optimized the roster. It has Kelsey, Jamar Chase, Miles Sanders, Derek Henry. Yep. I mean...
1: That's pretty good.
2: That could pay yeah, off, we've
0: seen before a quarterback win the Millie Maker with 20 points because the guy hit every other spot. Yep. So I think that's very, very viable with Mac Jones this week. Agreed. He only needs to give you about 20 to 25 points to be viable if you hit every other spot.
1: Yep.
2: I feel like Matt Patricia put in, in my lineup on DraftKing right now. <laughs> a guy that doesn't know freaking off and he's just gonna click a whole bunch of buttons on draft Alright, yeah, that looks
1: good. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go.
2: Yeah. Uh anyway, back to tight end, yeah. Mark Andrew I mean not Mark I Travis Clark Kelsey obviously a lock in, um just a, a straight up play. But the guy I'm looking at is Don goat Um Don goes to me he's actually my highest value tight end and I haven't projected for almost fourteen points. Against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last week he had a fourteen point game actually. For ten targets, six reception. Six reception, eighty-seven yard. I think this game can actually shoot out. Um, and Vegas is definitely agreeing with me. Forty eight point empire total. I like this game environment. I'm gonna have a lot of exposure to it. I think a lot of people are, but um Gold is the highest owned tight end. He's coming in. Can anybody yeah. can you guys guess what he's owned at? It's kinda of shocking to me. I thought I didn't think he was gonna be that high. Take a guess.
1: Eighteen percent.
3: Yeah, that's what I had him about, 15. 15%. Oh. I was yeah. shocked. I was like, "Oh, we should
2: admit." I actually but, uh, have Tra-
0: Travis Kelsey higher ownership. I have Travis Kelsey at 20%, so.
2: I have Kelsey. Yeah. yeah, Kelsey is 17%, yeah. Okay. But it, it, it's just crazy how high Ghost is. But I think Dak Prescott loves him, so I'm going to go right back
0: to him. Yeah, and it's a flow chart. We always talk about the flow chart. One of the flow <laughs> chart teams for tight ends. Arizona. Right. Jacksonville. Seattle's not on the slate. So, yep. you know where you're going <laughs>
1: Good stuff. All right. So like I said, we we have co- we're just gonna call him copy paste. That's Kelsey's new name now. Copy paste because we just put him in the elite tier. So we'll move down into the, the mid tier here. Tim, who you got in your mid tier?
0: Yeah, my other guy is Gerald Everett. Uh, This is just another way to get exposure to that Chargers game. Uh, You know, people are going to be stacking that game every which way. Uh, I like the way that they've been using Gerald Everett, though. I mean, they move him all around the field, they split him out wide. I mean, he's got the number seven there. He's got the dock visor. Like, he's out there thinking he's a wide receiver. He's running uh, routes like a wide receiver. And we know that's how you want to target this Tennessee defense. So. Yeah, man. I like uh, Herbert. You know, we're going to talk about a guy in a minute. It's going to be very, very high owned. So if you want to get, uh, was, where do you have? Let me pull it up real quick. I guess I should have had that. I have him like seventh in terms of tight end ownership. So uh, I'll take that. Yeah,
1: good stuff. Right. He's basically he's a
0: pivot low. off of Dalton Schultz.
1: Good stuff. He's 5%. So oh, he's definitely low owned.
0: Yeah, that's what I say. It's a pivot. I mean, he's got some upside, but I think he's mostly a pivot.
1: Good stuff. All right, Gerson, who do you have in your mid tier? Uh,
2: I have Evan Ingram. I'm going right back to the well. I think this whole uh, we're seeing it right now. Um, Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be a generational quarterback. I'm not saying he's playing generational right now, but he is improving every week, week in, week out, and he's proven that talent. I'm not going back uh, point chasing. I'm going back target chasing. Uh, the week before his uh, last week, he had seven targets by reception, and he had the he's had a lot of targets. Um, I don't know what. I, th- I think sometimes you know, uh, you lose confidence, you know. But he had only uh, six targets in three weeks, from week nine to twelve. But after that, it bumped up, and I'm going right back to him, thirty-eight hundred against Dallas, a high point, a high, uh, empire total, in a good game environment. And well, Trajan, I mean, Broncos defense, you got to get them prop. Yeah, they are elite, and yep. they're coming out. But I think if Michael Parson gets after Trevor Lawrence, he's going to have a, a safety blanket. It's definitely going to be Evan Ingram.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like that call. It just a, a quick note. I know this is a DFS podcast, not season long, but this is kind of crazy. Going into week 14, uh, this is how bad tight ends were this year. Going into week 14, Evan Ingram was tight end 15 on the year. Has his huge game. He is now tight end four. Like, <laughs> that is crazy. That is I how. Saw that. that is how I bad tight end...
2: You. Forty-two points is
1: a
0: lot of points. It is
1: a lot of points, but I yeah. mean to go from tight end fifteen on the year to tight end four on the year—that's yeah. how bad hey, the tight shout end. Shout out position.
0: to King Cap on Twitter who took down the underdog Best Ball Mania uh, thanks to Evan Ingram last week. So yeah. Evan Ingram won that dude a million dollars. He made Evan Ingram his profile pick on Twitter. Hey man, I got to give it to him.
1: That's yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, all right, so my mid-tier tight end uh, again. I'm target chasing, as Gerson said here. This guy's got seven targets, six targets. Uh, he had one game with four, but then he had seven and six the two weeks before that. Uh, and that's Cole Kmet uh, for the Chicago Bears. He is what four four thousand uh, against Philly. Uh, I do think you beat Philly over the middle. They do have some, you know, some pretty good corners out there. So I think the the way you beat them is at uh, the tight end position. Uh, and Cole Komet really is is all the Bears really have in the passing game, it seems like. So uh, if Jesse Fields is not running it, he's throwing it to Cole Komet. So at 4K, he's, a, again, a pivot off of Schultz. Schultz is probably the one that everybody wants here. But if you're going to pivot, I do like uh, Komet. Uh, let's move down I into the – what was that?
2: I love that Komet call. Um, I was on him, but I just didn't have the ball like you did. Um <laughs> to All right,
1: let's move down into the, uh, to the values here, Tim. Who do you have for your value?
0: Uh, I'm going to not take the guy that y'all took. Uh, I'll go with Hunter Henry. I talked about Mac Jones. You want a super, super cheap stack, Mac Jones, Hunter Henry, $8,300, and you can fit basically everything else on the slate. So I'm going to have at least one of those stacks. You're going to have Jamar Chase, going to have Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? It's going to be wild.
1: <laughs> All right, Gerson, what do you have for your uh, for your values?
2: Dude, I, I might. I know I'm hearing it bad, but did you say Tim or me first? I said you.
1: I said oh. you right now. I said Tim first.
2: Oh, anyway, uh, I have Trey McBride. Um, I don't want to go to the guy that we all have, like a top. Uh, but Trey McBride, um, this guy was an uber athletic tight end. Um, he's finally getting. All, he can work in a strange way. So, it, in his last couple games, he kind of got taken out, but. In this game, I actually see him being a, with Cole McCoy. Uh, the Guns Broncos the uh, Justin Simmons, sometimes he gives up big plays. But last week, he had six target, three receptions, 28 yards. Um, not what you really want. But at the price range, he has at 2,800. In a, in a
3: slate like this,
2: where the top stacks, where people want to play Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, got Lamb, and all those guys, um, cut in is probably the position you want to punt. Because there's only only one tight end that can destroy this place. His name is Travis Kelsey. Other than that, there's not going to be any other tight end that can really be like,
3: oh, my gosh.
2: dude. Yeah,
0: spoiler alert. Evan Ingram is not going to get 42 points again. (laughs) Yeah, not going to happen. He's not going to do that. Probably for the
1: rest of his career. That was a career game. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I I will
2: put $100 and I'll donate it to the Scott Fishbowl for the show. (laughs) That Evan Engham will never touch forty point again the rest of his career. It'll be in ten in ten years when he retires. <laughs> uh, Trey McBride. Uh, I'm gonna have him in, I'm gonna have quite a bit of exposure. Uh is gonna start Cole McCoy is gonna <laughs> struggle, but he's gonna get that safety blanket.
1: Yep, I like it. Uh I'm gonna take the guy that's uh is not gonna be the more chalkier guy, he's probably not uh owned at all really. Uh Cade Otten uh he's been sneakily uh decent here with getting the targets i know you played a tough defense last week but he still had five targets uh he only he, he caught four of them for 28 yards which isn't great but uh still to have five targets he had 10 targets the week before that uh this tampa bay bucks team has been passing it a billion times even if they're not very good uh k Dotton has been one of the more popular choices to throw it to and he's he's sub 3k he's at he's at 2.9 so he's probably one of the cheapest guys that i feel comfortable putting in my lineup so yeah. Uh, I got some K dot. And- he was
0: almost my sit call until I saw you had him as a value because he's like twelfth in terms of tight end ownership. Yeah, so, he's real definitely- quick. The last guy we all have is Chig Okonkwo. Uh, we're going to go back to him again this week with Traylon Burks out. Uh, I think he's a good play, and he's in that afternoon slate, so you get a little bit of. And you know, I got that late that PMR we all want. Yeah, exactly.
2: I was hoping that I could. I, I was hoping that I could actually play him because whole. Uh, you guys ever seen Fine? Everybody, like, Chico, come here! <laughs> Chico, get
1: <that> touchdown! <laughs> All right, good stuff. We're ready to move on to running backs. It's time for running backs. <laughs> running backs. All right, uh, Tim, why don't you kick off our running backs here? You want me
0: to hit the drop? I do. <laughs> Hail King Henry. This is the smash bot, okay? The Los Angeles Chargers not only give up the most yards for carry, but they give up the most yards after contact in the league. This is the Derrick Henry smash bot. He will be the highest-owned running back on the slate, but for damn good reason, right? His, His floor in this game is basically 20 points, right? And there's not a lot of players on this slate that you can say that for. He is very, uh, at least traditionally, he's been pretty game script dependent. But this year, he has a fairly decent 10% target share. We've seen him get, you know, three, four, five targets. I don't think that that's something you can really project. But, I mean, this is, you know, he's not completely one-dimensional like he has been in the past. So I looked at his prop earlier. It was 103 yards rushing, right? So you're talking about locking in 13 points in the beginning uh, and then just basically hits a touchdown. He's at 19 already. So. I don't know how you get away from playing Derrick Henry this week, uh, especially in cash. You obviously can get away from him in tournaments, but I think when I'm making a cash lineup, Derrick Henry's probably the first player I'm putting in.
1: Yeah. How frustrating was he last week? Right. I mean, he crushed it in the first half and you're like, yeah, yeah this is going to be, and then he did nothing in the second half. It was like, what happened to Derrick Henry that forgot about him? Yeah.
2: Did, yeah. He have, did he only have four yards in
1: the second half? Yeah. Something like that. Like four yards. It was, it was insane. Like how do you forget about Derrick Henry? Um, all right, Gerson, what you got for your elite tier?
2: Um, for my elite tier, I have Josh Jacob. I I think people see this as a hard matchup. That's fine, but I look at I look at workload. I see usage. I see the Raiders. You know, like uh, obviously, I'm a Raiders fan, so I watch the Raiders every week. Um, but his expected fantasy points, uh, is 22.9. His average over the last five games and all flex eligible players. I mean that. I mean over a full season that basically a top three running back. Um he has hundred and forty rushing yards twelve most all time. And in if you were to put it in that format, what I said of like expected fantasy point, that's thirty fantasy points per game. That's first among running back and second among all flag. What's crazy about this is that Jacob is kinda like a mini Derrick Henry. He's very uh game script uh sensitive. So like the Raiders are favored by one point. Every single time that he's favored by one point, he's had those big games. He's had those like you know, well, the Seahawks um, obviously was one of the biggest games. But when he's favored, he has big games. And I'm going right back to this. I don't think like I get it. New England has a pretty good defense, but I'm gonna if I can get him at the uh, at the price range he is right now, eighty one hundred is expensive. But I, 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 think people are gonna be scared off that. Right now, his ownership is coming at nineteen percent. I expect that to drop. Yeah, I really mm-hmm. do. I don't think it's gonna stay there because people, as the week goes on, it's gonna drop. I, I'm, i Maybe it's just me being a Raiders fan,
0: but
1: i love <laughs> Jacob man. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good for Jacob. All right, Tim, you, you got know, one more, you know, one more elite guy there. Go ahead and mention him real quick.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Tony Pollard. I mean, this is a guy I'm basically playing every week, but I feel like his price has finally caught up to him. You know, we, we talked about it earlier in the Dak Prescott segment that this is probably going to be a game where Dallas passes a little bit. But even with Dak coming back, they are still uh, passing way below expectation. So I think that they're going to continue to establish the run in this game. The only problem is it's 7,100, he needs like 21 points to hit value. So I think he can certainly get there. Um, but yeah, Tony Pollard is somebody like I have, he's certainly going to be in my player pool, but he's probably not going to be somebody I have a ton of exposure to because, you know, I think his price is just, he's no longer a value, right? He has to do a lot just to hit that price.
1: Agreed. Um, all right, so I had Derrick Henry at my elite tier, so I'm going to go ahead and move into the uh, to the mid-tier here, and I'm going to talk about Alvin Kamara, who has burned yeah. a lot of us over the last couple of weeks, uh, <laughs> but at 6.8 going up against Atlanta, who's a terrible run defense. He's also going to be at home. Uh, I think Alvin Kamara kind of returns to form here. He hasn't scored a touchdown since that three-touchdown game. I forget which week it was, but it was a few weeks ago. Uh, I do think he gets at least one touchdown this the week, greatest. if not two. Uh, at 6.8, that's just way too cheap for Kamara. I was trying to pull up the DVUA for uh, for the Atlanta against the run, but I was having a hard time locating it. But I know they're not very good. Oh, here it is. I got it. 30th DVUA versus the oh, run.
0: You know, okay. <laughs> No, okay, to... I, I have I so. have twenty eight. You have
1: twenty eight. Okay, so yeah, it's right down that in that in that range there, pretty low. So I I do like Kamara a lot this week. Obviously, game script proof too. If for some reason, the Saints mm-hmm. were down and no Come, Mark Ingram and no Mark Ingram exactly. He's on IR, so it'll be it'll be the Kamara show. So Kamara at six point eight yeah. is my favorite mid tier. Uh, do you
2: guys have that vibe that you had last year when Kamara just had that forty point game um, in the playoff? You mm-hmm. know, was fantasy football playoff. I honestly, this is what I'm getting. I'm getting that vibe. Yeah. I really
1: am. I hope you're right, because he's in a lot of my lineups already. Oh, <laughs> some, it,
0: it, it was that Christmas game where he had, like, what, five or six touchdowns or whatever? So it's about Christmas time again. Maybe he's I know, getting I know hand out some
2: presents. I think more sad on Christmas than when he got beat by, I think, oh. her, I think it was Kate. You remember Kate? She was in Dynasty Football League. Yeah. And she... <laughs> he's like, yeah, what good are you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I actually have a great story about that That week. So uh, I think uh, I know Gerson knows him. Nemo, uh, he's a friend of ours in the Fancy Football League. Just real quick, I'll tell the story. So Alvin Kamara, he's playing against Alvin Kamara in the championship game. Alvin Kamara goes off. He thinks he's lost, right? He's got uh, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, I think, on the Monday night game. And that was when they went bonkers. Uh, Allen and Diggs, he gets to within a half a point. And they take Allen and Diggs out of the game. He still loses. <laughs> it was so it was so bad to to see that game. But he he was so excited. They pulled him out with a half point to go, and he ends up still losing the game. All yeah, right, like, back to DFS. Uh, Gerson, uh, you got one more mid tier guy there. Go ahead and talk about uh, the, the Miles Sanders.
3: Yeah, man.
2: Um, I was almost gonna put this guy as my locker the week, but then I, I said the same
0: him. thing in the first.
2: <laughs> oh, you did? You said that earlier on? No, we've been for no, the, the
1: pre-show. You know, you show up a minute before, so you don't get the pre-show stuff.
2: <laughs> all right, guys, I can't give out all my secrets. No, I'm just <laughs> um, No, I honestly was going to be on them, and then I was like, man, like, can I do it? Can I, can I do it? But Chicago defense been falling apart since, like, what, week? I week six when they started yeah. trading their away.
3: Yeah.
2: Um 6,500. Um, it's a price that you don't want to see on Miles Sanders, obviously. But I think I want to see it when the Eagles are just dominating, dominating. They're not dominating; they're a slaughtering teams. And it makes me laugh. And I will, I will pat myself on the back. I said the Eagles will win the Super Bowl this year, and it was crazy. I said this before. I said this in preseason. I said it to many of my friends. Everybody called me a joke. I'm like. Dude, they are complete. They're probably the most complete team. They can beat you through the pass, they can beat you to the run, they can beat you through their defense. But against the Chicago Bears, I can't see the Chicago Bears even getting remotely twelve point, fifteen, sixteen points against them. Yes, they have Justin Field. But Justin Field is gonna face the second most uh adjusted sack line. What do you call it, Tim? Adjusted sack rate line. Adjusted sack rate. Yeah, adjusted sack rate line. And this Philadelphia Eagles defense is mean. And they're going to play, they're going to run the ball down their throat. They're going to uh, get miles down their ball. But it, he's actually my highest value running back.
0: Yeah, I can say that.
2: I haven't projected for almost 19 points. Yeah. Um, it he's feels seen-
0: weird to say that Miles Sanders is almost a lock this week. Yeah. Because he's not, not somebody we ever usually talk about as a lock. But I, I had one stat here as well: is that earlier in the season they were splitting snaps, right, with Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. They've completely gone away from that. He is the dominant running back in that system. There. Yep. Like last week, Boston Scott didn't come in until they were up forty-one to fourteen. Like Philadelphia says, Sanders is our guy, and we're going to run him.
1: Yeah, I love it. Going back to that interview uh, preseason, we we talked about how he said, don't take me in fantasy. Don't draft me. (laughs) Yeah. I think that was all a a, a ruse there because he's definitely getting the workload. troll
0: job. I love it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, All right, Sam, what do you got for your mid-tier?
0: I have one guy. This is my flag plant this week. I will be wrong about this and I am fine with that, uh, but I am going all in on Isaiah Pacheco this week. I know that... We talked about it, Jeff, we were arguing about it earlier today about the fact that Jarek McKinnon has been getting all the high-value touches for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's been getting the pass game work. He's been getting the inside the five work. Um, But if we found out one thing, uh, every team that plays the Houston Texans runs, runs, runs the ball. And I think this could be a game where he gets almost the whole second half to himself. They mostly use Jarek McKinnon when they are close, when they need to pass the ball. And I think that this could be a thing where they say, look, we're up, you know, 28 to 28 to seven or something in the second half. And they just give this rookie 20 plus touches and just let him go crazy. So this is the Isaiah Pacheco breakout game. I'm calling it now. Um, We talked about it. King Henry, uh, Miles Sanders and Isaiah Pacheco is going to be in my cash lineup. I tell you right now.
1: Good stuff. All right, uh, I'll just mention that you had Zeke also out there at 6,200, but we're going to move down into the value tier now, and uh, Gerson, go ahead and kick off the uh, value tier.
2: Man, I get it, I get it, I get it. Nobody wanted to play Donovan. Nobody wanted to play Bam Bam Knight, man, as I like to call him. It's funny because on on King, his name is Donovan Knight, but on a lot of optimizer tools, and everything, his name is actually Bam, Bam. Knight. So what are you going to, what are you going to, I want to call him Bam Bam Night, man.
3: Um, uh, we saw the news. <sighs> Zach Wilson starting again. <laughs> I
2: don't know why you would do that. I don't know how much suffering the Jet fan has to go through. Like, I am sorry for you guys, but there is good news. Um. I, 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 a non-drafted free agent that done this well in the first what, I don't know, how many games right now? Three games, but um, last time I heard, I think that was Aaron Foster. I'm pretty sure, but he can the workload, and that's all we want. I understand that the Detroit Lions defense has been better. That's great, but for the price range that he had, at 5,300, that's so cheap. Yeah. And are depressed. And Michael
0: Carter, who, right? Like, he yeah, took that Carter, job. Yep.
2: Well, like, I don't even think Michael Carter is William Pine, is he?
0: Yeah, he played last week and he was resigned to backup duty. Yep. Or, uh,
2: oh, um, so basically, 17 attempts, still out at 4.2 yard for K. He got a touchdown. We're not asking for like 20 points here, we're asking for 15 points. And on a slate like this, the value is hard to come by. And Bam Knight. I just feel like Bam Knight is my J.K. Dobbin this week. Because yep. people don't, people don't want to play him. Because he's facing Detroit Lions. They've been pretty good at stout defense against the run. And they've actually been a good stout defense against the run since they fired that defensive coordinator Glenn. Was that his name?
0: Yeah. Aaron Glenn, yeah.
2: I find it weird because he was actually a defensive back Yeah, in the NFL. Yeah. But,
0: you
2: know, um, Bam Knight... 11-2. I love that
0: call, man. Yeah, uh, I think the Jets are going to go run heavy this week. They get a game at home. Uh, we know home golf is good, but road golf is shit. So I think this could be a game where I like Bam Knight. Uh, they'll they'll preview for later. Bam Knight in the Jets defense. Yes, I yes,
3: like
2: yes.
0: I like it.
1: But
2: you no. Know, um. I last thing I want to add on that. I love it. no, not on that. But on your Bam uh, on your Pacheco call. I love Pacheco, man. I've been a big Pacheco follower since, like, the offseason, Dynasty. Jeff seen me draft Pacheco in Dynasty League. Jeff seen me trade for Pacheco in <laughs> Dynasty League. That's a yep. sad thing. I'm that guy that's like,
3: oh, yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> yep.
1: Good stuff. All right, same what you got for your values. Uh,
0: let me see. I mean, value, honestly, is not great. Like, uh, Pacheco might end up being the lowest I get. I put Patriots running back because that's still up in the air. Uh, At this point, it looks like Ramondre may play. So if Ramondre plays, I'm completely out on the Patriots. Uh, If he doesn't play, then I may play uh, Damian Harris because it looks like he may uh, be good to go. Uh, But I'm still kind of iffy. I think Pacheco may end up being – I actually really like that Bam night call. I lied. He'll probably be as low as I go this week.
1: Good stuff. All right, I'll talk about one of my guys. Uh, I've been kind of pumping this guy up a little bit in, in our in our group chat, but uh, I like Rashad White. Uh, I know Cincinnati is is pretty tough defense, but at five point four, uh, these are the these are the opportunities he's had over the last couple of weeks. Here, four weeks he's had twenty two carries. Uh, then he had uh, twenty three opportunities, seventeen opportunities last week against the Niners. He had eighteen opportunities. Uh, So, you know, he's getting the workload. I know Fournette's still there to split carries, still still some of the way. But if if I have a running back getting uh, 18-plus potential targets a week at 5.4, even against a pretty good defense like the Bengals have been recently, uh, I do like him. He's got four straight games now, double-digit fantasy points. Uh, So, yeah, give me some Rashad White there. Uh, He's also game script proof. He gets carries and catches as well. So um, I like Rashad White. Uh, I'll just mention the last few guys that I had. I, I had Najee Harris in there at five point seven. Uh, I think Tim mentioned, um, you know, he had Pacheco. I'm a uh, McKinnon because of the red zone usage, but I do see Tim's point um, with Pacheco and uh, Latavius Murray. Tim, if you want to just mention him real quick, I know you had him on your list at five point one.
0: Yeah, this is just a game script play. Uh, I expect we'll talk about it later. Denver defense is going to be super chalky. Uh, we expect them to basically dominate this game. And in game scripts where Latavius you know, is, is in the game, he gets 20-plus touches. So 20 touches at 5,100 is just too damn cheap. But he doesn't give you a ton of upside in GPPs.
1: Good stuff. All right, let's get to the receivers. And now, Wide receivers. Re- Alright, and to save from having to hit the drop three different times, I'm going to hit it once and then we can all give our locks of the week. Lock, Lock it in. Alright, Gerson, why don't you kick us off here since you have the elite guy for the lock-in here.
2: Yeah, um, Tim mentioned earlier on uh, about Jamar Chase. Um, I love Jamar Chase this week. I think he's going to be one of my highest owned players this week. Um, I'm just glad that- that <laughs> him didn't have of a lock of the week because <laughs> i was like all right,
3: well, fuck it, right let's do it i mean
2: it, I mean in mid-show i actually didn't have a lock of the week but i thought I, I was like it's simple for me jamar chase i am actually projected for 26 points and that's six more points than my next player. so um right now jamar chase is my number one guy um the reason why being um so when t hagan is questionable or even like hurt or whatnot Slightly hurt to me. He's just, Jamar Chase's target goes to another level. To give you a reasoning, Jamar Chase, so T. Higgins played one snap in week 14 due to a hamstring, the same hamstring he injured. Uh, Tyler Boyd, questionable. Both played are expected to play. But let's just put that out of the way, right? With Higgins and Boyd in week 14, Jamar Chase led the NFL in target share 47%. That's crazy. That's 15 percent target. That's 15 targets, sorry, in three career games, career games that Higgin have earned six targets or less. Chase have averaged 22 fantasy points per game, and that a 15.3 targets per game in those contests. When Higgin isn't 100%, Chase obviously is in the workload. Like it's an incredible workload. That's the workload. It's the least. You 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 don't want to miss out on the workload. And I always say this. And I hate when people always say. Oh, well, well, what about Derrick Henry? What about the running backs? Dude, like wide receivers can produce more than running backs just by target. I've always said targets are more valuable than carries. Yep. No matter what. A a running back back gets 10 yards. Okay, cool. But if a wide receiver gets 10 yards, they're getting one more point because of a reception. That's it. Yep. You know, running backs don't get... Uh, Running back for carry point. No. uh, One target, one point. 10 yards, two points. You know what I mean? Mm. Yep. But I love Jamar Chase. I know, I'm just hoping, like, if it it, it all falls in. Like, this is maybe, this is a Jamar Chase week for me. 8,300 is quite a price to pay for. But with the target and volume he can get, I'm going to lock him in.
0: I like it. I'll just add one thing to that. When you think of uh, wide receivers that can give you over 130 yards, I think of three guys, and the other two guys, Justin Jefferson and Tyree Kill, are not on this slate. So when you talk about, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Devonte Adams, but I think you save 700 and you lock in Jamar Chase. Yeah,
2: I like it. I love what a time. Green Bay fan. I love Devonte Adams. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so we're we're well-rounded well,
1: well rounded here because I have the, the mid-tier lock-it-in receiver. Uh, I got Chris Alave for as bad as Atlanta is against the run. They're worse against the pass. They're actually 29th, I believe, DVOA versus the pass. Uh, Chris Alave, a podcast that I listen to regularly. Um, I just listened to it on my way home from work tonight. Uh, had this question, who leads the league in third down catches this year? And it's Chris Alave. You wouldn't think a rookie would lead the league in that category also leads the league last I checked in air yardage as well. Uh, playing at home versus a bad defense, 6.5. I think he comes out and, and smashes here at 6.5. Uh, so, yeah, give me some Chris Not Alave right. there. Now, I I haven't decided yet if I can play Chris Alave and, and Kamara in the same lineup. Uh, I don't think I can pull that trigger, but I do like both of them separately in different lineups. Tim, what do you got for your, uh, your lock of the week?
0: Yeah, I'm going back to my boy Chris Moore. Uh, Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins have both already been ruled out. So he's 4,200. His price went up 800, but we talked about it earlier with Zach Wilson taking over uh, one of the big value plays. I think I'm much lower on now uh, than I was before. So if I'm looking for a value play this week, it's going to be Chris Moore at 4,200.
1: All right. Good stuff. All right. Let's do the, uh, the the rest of the elite guys here. And I'll let you go first, Kirsten. Give us the the one elite guy you have up there we haven't talked about yet.
2: Alright, since Jeff made me do this, um, so when we see a comment in the chat, I have to call him out. And then Gator J. He said, "G, we need G, we need to get G a cooler." Laugh out loud. Hey bro, I don't need a cooler. My beers don't go warm. <laughs> yes. I drink them quick, man. But I thought
0: you were gonna say I live in Utah, so my beers never warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, oh, Scott owes me a $12. He, he owes me a. He owed me money. He told me to put my beard out in the backyard, Well, they freaking froze, asshole. <laughs> Anyways, C.D. Um, Lamb, obviously a smash bot against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars have nobody that can defend C.D. Lamb. Uh, we're targeting this game. It's going to be a, a well, what's up, Tim?
0: Nothing. I just said they have nobody that can defend Sandy Lamb. Yeah. Minute,
2: I thought you said they had someone. I'm like, please tell me who. <laughs> I mean, am I missing something? Uh, they have nobody that can defend him. His price range is actually underpriced, in my opinion. Um, I think Zita Lamb is one of those wide receivers in the mid range I'm going to target quite a bit. I did it last week. It didn't pay off, but I think this week it might actually pay off. Um, I, I, I keep coming back to this game over and over and over yep. and over. Like, I want to play this game so much. Like, please tune into the Sunday show. I will give you my advice how much heavily owned I will be on this game. Because this game can legit be that Jack, or no no, that Lion. Uh, who did they play last week? Vikings. Viking game. I love this game. But it's, you, know, you have to find a way to make it fit. Everybody's going to be on Justin Herbert, you know? But I think this is the game I want to be on. C e. D Lamb, yeah. I mean.
0: Hey, if on. I could just add one thing to that. Jacksonville is 23rd against outside wide receivers. They are third worst against slot wide receivers. It matches up perfectly with how Dallas wants to play. So, yeah, I think CD Lamb's just smashes his face.
1: Good stuff. Uh, I had Chase and CD in my elite tier. I also had A.J. Brown. I do really like A.J. Brown at a K, but uh, it, it, I, Tim mentioned earlier, you know, about the other guy there that uh, we'll, we'll talk about here in a little bit. But let's move down into the mid-tier here, Tim, and kick us off here in the mid-tier.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with Big Mike. Mike Williams. Uh, we saw him kind of smash was, uh, on, you know, Monday Night Football. Uh, I think this week everybody's going to play Keenan Allen, and for good reason. He got great uh, targets last couple of weeks. averaged like 14 targets, which is just insane. Uh, but there are two ways you beat Tennessee. It's not only by beating on outside receivers, but it's uh, outside receivers down the field, right? We saw a couple weeks ago, I said, play A.J. Brown because his route tree matches up a good against this team. The same thing with Mac Williams. His route tree matches up perfectly against the Tennessee Titans. At 6,300, again, he's going to be popular. Uh, but I don't see how you get away from Big Mike this week.
1: Good stuff. Gerson, what you got for your mid-tier? I love
2: the Mike Williams call. I'm going
1: to give me,
2: I think, uh, so you you only mentioned Mike, right, not Keenan?
1: He kind of mixed them a little bit there. He said Mike and Keenan, but he talked more about Mike.
2: Well, I'm going to Keenan, dude. I'm going to Keenan. It's, like, it's almost like you ever seen the TV show Keenan and Kel, you know? Yeah. That's, the yeah. that, that's the way that back is, but it's basically the same reason that Tim's going for it. This this matchup is just too juicy. And I, and I know that we mentioned Justin Herbert, we mentioned Keenan Allen, we mentioned Mike Williams. Like, that's how good this game is. This game is, it possibly could break the slate. I mean, you're going to want to get a lot of exposure to it in any way possible. Tennessee versus LA Chargers. And you're probably going to want to get exposure more to the LA Chargers side. Because it's like Tim said earlier on, um, uh, the Titans are the worst against the pass rate defense. Uh, and then the char- the Chargers are the highest pass rate offense. Like, I mean, it's almost like you put them together and it's a the perfect couple. Yep. I mean, it's, also, it's almost as good looking as Jeff with like the founders' youth and the age, you know? Like, the <laughs> play,
0: you put them together and it's perfect, you know? <laughs> did not know where he was going with that. Neither did I. I was like, where are you
1: going with this one? <laughs>
0: Look, I will tell you, since I'm going ahead and take it from here, I I told you the biggest news of the week for me was Mike White is out and Garrett, uh, sorry, Zach Wilson is starting. Um, I don't want to play any other Jets other than maybe Bam Knight, but I'm going to rely on target volume and talent here, and I'm going to play Garrett Wilson anyway. I've seen a couple people say that you can't play Garrett Wilson with Zach Wilson. Uh, He has had a couple of decent games with Zach Wilson, and – I feel like people are gonna, you know, get off of him. So I don't, I don't see how you don't play him here. I know he's still going to be highly owned, but I, I, I think the talent is just too good for the for the opportunity. God, yeah. go ahead.
2: And while Detroit defense got better against the run, it hasn't gotten any better against the pass.
1: I was just gonna say that you know? that I have a crazy stat that Ryan McDowell put out the the Detroit Lions over the last four games have given up nine top twenty four receiver games. In four games. That means they've had at least two in every game, and in one game they had three top 24 games against Detroit. That is an insane stat. Uh, I, you know, I think Garrett Wilson, even with Zach Wilson, is definitely uh, is viable. God, I Yeah, count- I mean, I'm
0: not saying that Garrett Wilson is Justin Jefferson because he is not. But Justin Jefferson had 223 yards last week against this team. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I know, if he gets even half hey, that –
2: that's
0: a Jefferson had 223 yards. Yeah, 223 yards. Yep. last week against this team. <laughs> I meant that. I thought it was about
2: 170. My bad. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely love some Garrett Wilson this. So week. I was just
0: going to say, with Corey Davis is out this week. So I think when Zach Wilson has not had Corey Davis, he looks up and finds uh, Garrett Wilson, and I think that's what's going to happen this week. Elijah yep. like Elijah Moore! like
1: yeah, I had I have Garrett Wilson as the thumbnail on the show tonight because I before Mike White was ruled out, he was my lock. But then uh, I got a little bit iffy with the Zach Wilson news. I still think he's playable, but uh, I do like uh, I like Garrett Wilson a lot. Uh, all right, I'll just mention the last couple of guys we have in the mid tier: Christian Kirk at six point six. I do like that game a lot. Um, both sides: Chris Godwin, uh, also another one that uh, Gersten has in there. Obviously, a, a great target hog. Move down here into the value tier here, and I'll go to you first start Gerson. Give me one of your values oh, um before the
2: show started, I told Jeff Nelson Iroy is not gonna be a sick call, bro yeah I
1: I, I had him in there before I knew that he was gonna be a sick call before I knew he was gonna be higher own. I just kind of looked at it like, oh, he's cheap, no one's gonna be looking at him, but uh that's obviously changed a little bit, so I had to take him out of my sick
0: call yeah, so
2: uh Jacoby Meyer is gonna be out um. <sighs> Max Young. Devontae
0: Parker's already been really out too. Yeah,
2: yeah Devontae Parker. I we really going down here, man. Like I feel like Man, it's it almost as like if like if you were putting in one roster in a single entrance and you just wanna go all in, you almost want to play Max Young. Mm-hmm. Nelson in you know, and yeah. like just get all the other best plays. I mean
1: Gerson, There's I want him. I want you to say it. I know you, you always give me and Tim a hard time for saying this word, but I want you to say it with Nelson Aguilar. Can you do it? It's a revenge game. <laughs> oh, I, would never, I would never do that. Ever <laughs>
2: Anyway. Um, I just I
0: think, think he's the most perfect week week fifteen play of all time. Yeah. Right? Because only in week fifteen could you be like, damn, Nelson Aguilar might hit over ten percent ownership. No, I like,
2: but what's messed up is that he actually had a pretty good year with the tomatoes. And they went him off. He got signed with New England. Yep. No, but here's he the banned. way. Now, now, I'm getting... What do you call it? Conspiracy theory? I can't even yeah. say that word. I'm, I'm a beaner, guys. Sorry, I can't pronounce the word. <laughs> but anyway, conspiracy theory. I think Bill Belichick, he wants Josh McDaniel back. And he's going to be like... I got it did really want to blow them out. And then, guess what? The Raiders are going to have to play from behind. And, what? I don't think so, man. I think the Raiders are actually going to play ahead. They're going to dominate. And Matt Young is going to play that miracle comeback game. They're going to have, like, dude, I'm just hoping Nelson not go at his price. His price is $3,400, right? Mm-hmm.
1: 3400
2: You can pay up for every other position.
1: Yeah. It's a great price. You know great price. You
2: know, it's just great. Um, honestly, if, if Jeff wants him as a stick call and I want him as a value, just
1: play him, dude. Just play him. Just, just play, play him. him. All right, Tim, give me one of your values.
0: No, I only had uh, – well, I had Elijah Moore, but I'm more or less taking him. I think he's still a good play, but I don't think he's as good of a play as he was earlier. Uh, but I'm going back to Zay Jones. I feel like I just play Zay Jones every single week. Um, uh, Tra- uh, Trevor Lawrence, we saw, I mean, last week, Zay Jones had a really good week, right? He went, let me bring this up. He had 12 targets, right? Eight for 77 and a touchdown. But if you, it's not just a, a one-week opportunity, right? It's the last four weeks, 10 targets, 14, 7, 12. So he's getting consistent target volume at under 5K. And as Gerson talked about, this is the kind of, you know, game environment of, of this slate that you want to attack, right? right. This is going to be the Detroit Lions-Minnesota Vikings game where you want all the different exposures. And uh, yeah, I think Jacksonville gets behind in this game. I think they're going to have to throw and that's going to be another seven to 10 targets for say Jones.
1: I like it. Uh, so I have one guy that we hadn't talked about yet. Uh, Michael Gallup at 4.5 versus Jacksonville uh, two weeks ago. He had two touchdowns, uh, which obviously made, made him have a good fantasy week last week. He was not as good. Uh, however, he technically had a touchdown, but uh, under the new rules of the NFL, he got the ball ripped out of his hands. He yep. caught that, had both feet down. Under the old rules, it would have been a touchdown, but he didn't hold it long enough, didn't make a football move. He got move. smacked. He did, he did, and he ended up dropping it, didn't didn't catch it, so his, his day looked a lot worse than it was. Uh, I do think so, that a team fan right now. <laughs> Uh, we mentioned Jacksonville's past defense. Obviously, I think they're 30th DVOA. 4.5 for Gallup. Get some cheap ex- exposure to that game. Uh, you are yep. counting on a touchdown. He hasn't had much yards yet this season, but if you can get a touchdown and you know, a, you know, a couple catches here and there, I think Gallup can pay off his price pretty well. So uh, he's my one value that we hadn't talked about yet. All right, let's get to the defense. Defense, 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 defense. All right, Tim, kick it off here.
0: Yeah, this might be the easiest week for defense ever. Denver Broncos, 2,700. Just lock it in. They're they playing Colt McCoy at home. <laughs> I don't see how that <laughs> doesn't work out in their favor. Uh, it's almost too easy. I, I, I think the general theme of this show has always been the chalk defense is good in cash, but don't play them in GPPs. That's basically what happened last week, right? The Cowboys failed. So if you faded them in GPPs, you had a much better advantage. Um, so I think, yeah, you play Denver in cash. And then, if you want to get a little uh, wild in GPPs, I'm playing the Jet. We talked about it earlier with Bam Knight. Uh, road Golf is somebody we want to attack. So I'm going to uh, Broncos in cash and Jets in GPP.
1: I like it. Uh, Gerson, you got anybody you, you want to mention for defense here?
3: Yeah. So, um, I, I love Tim is the king of defense. Ooh. And if dude,
2: I love you, dude. <laughs> Um, but I think I'm gonna go with the Cardinals defense, man. Yeah. The Cardinals defence is someone I I'm looking at because I don't I don't think Russell Wilson's playing. He's no, a, no, he's
0: not. It's it's Brett Rippian. Yep. Rippian, yeah, however Card- you pronounce Rippian. that name. <laughs>
2: and and, and Brett Rippian, yeah well, I don't even know where the hell he played college at. He's not good. He's just uh let me put it this way. I lost yeah. Kyle Murray in the fantasy football league. And this is a $1,500 lead. Guess what? You know who I'm throwing at quarterback? Brett Ripken. Do I feel <laughs> great about it? I'm actually thinking about I'm actually thinking about going zero quarterback in that league. Because I think I can win my weekly matchup without Brett Ripkin. <laughs>
0: you don't want <laughs> negative points.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't want negative points. That's how bad I think he might do. And I have the Cardinals defense as a good defense. I like the Titans defense, too, because I think the Titans defense can force turnovers. They've been very impressive out Mike Fable. Um, I love. I mean, defense this week, I think you want to go for value. You want to go tight end defense, Broncos defense. And yep. and that's, that's the way I'm going to go. I don't think I'm going to get very cute. Obviously, this week, the, the, the Cowboys defense of the week is the Broncos defense, though.
0: So.
2: Yep. yep. Agreed. Uh, but wait. But the price range is $1,100 cheaper. So you want to play the chalk.
1: Agreed. Yeah. All right, uh, so I had Denver and the Jets. We already mentioned those guys. Did you want to talk about the, uh, the one team you had there, Tim, that we didn't mention yet, really?
0: Yeah, I had the Patriots just as kind of a pivot off Denver, but as we talked about, they've had, they had a bunch of injuries. I'm going to take that one off. I think I'm playing Denver or the Jets. All right. But I do like that Cardinals call. I think he makes a really good point.
1: Good stuff. All right, let's get to our stacks. Going for
0: weekly stack report.
1: All right. Uh, since Kirsten doesn't have one written in yet, Tim, you go first.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's the theme of the show, right? He might as well be the cover boy this week. It's uh, Pretty Boy Justin Herbert uh, with Big Mike. And in this uh, lineup, I'm actually not going to play Keenan Allen uh, so that I can fit the big dog. So it's going to be Herbert, Mike Williams, Gerald Everett, and Derrick Henry.
1: Nice. I like that stack a lot. Uh, my stack, pretty chalky. We talked about this game a lot. Uh, Dak, CeeDee Lamb. Schultz bringing it back with Zay Jones. Uh, Jones gives you a little bit of salary relief there. Uh, I think there's enough punts that you can fit in uh, CD and still pay for Schultz as well. So that's my stack. Uh, Gerson, what you got for your stack? I don't
2: think we ever had this on the history of the show. We have 900 episodes, but we're going to have a stack
3: on stack. Ready for <laughs> this? So, Tim just mentioned his stack. Well, I have a stack on stack. Henry's in his stack.
2: I'm going to add my defense, the Titan defense. It can be Henry and Titan defense. We're going to do a stack on
1: stack. Nice. Yep. I I like like it. I like it. All right. Let's kick off the sick call here. And now, the sick call of the week. All right, it's been a while since we've had two out of the three of us hit their sit call. Mine was pretty much ruined in the first quarter when Corey Davis went out with an injury. He had no chance to hit value, but uh, Tim and Gerson had much better luck than I did. Uh,
0: this is one of the ugliest week for sit calls I've seen because like it, Mal- Aguilar it, it, is in play, yeah. Jay Ottens in play, Chigs in play. It's yeah. Ooh, we had to we had to dig deep for these.
1: We definitely did this week. Uh, I'll let Gerson go first here. Give me your your sit call.
0: So I think this guy
2: was one of the first guys to get a touchdown last week on the red zone. He was, he was the Williams. first, yep. Um, he was
0: wide yeah. open, though. They didn't even try and cover <laughs> yes. him on that play.
2: It was embarrassing. Honestly, I'm telling you guys now, and I'm just saying it right
3: now, and I'm not trying to be like, oh my gosh. But I think Jamison Williams can have a 15-point game. In this matchup, He's not going to get covered by. Uh, I don't have to hiccup all of a sudden.
1: Sorry. <laughs> it's great for podcasting. Um,
0: Sauce Gardner. Gardner.
1: Yeah.
2: He can be a little bit all over the place. I'm on Ross. Sonny Brown going to get covered by Soss Gardner. And Matt probably is Gardner. He impressed me. I mean, one of the best defensive back I've seen come out. He, <laughs> Darrell Levis must be training his ass, that's for sure. Yeah. But Jamison Williams. If he gets that one touchdown and you know, 50 yards, that he's smashing value, 4,100. You know what his ownership is right now? I've never seen this on a, on like when I do a sick call. It's crazy. What is it? 0.2. 0. 0.
0: 0. <laughs> yeah. 0.2. Wow. Yeah, I have him at less than 1%. So I, yeah.
1: Wow. All right. And
0: the sickest of sick calls.
1: Tim, what you got for yours?
0: I actually was surprised that I had not used this guy as a sit call so far this year. I know I used him as a sit call last year. It's our boy Oz, Olamide Zaccheaus. This is, you know, we we talked about it. We had to dig deep this week. And if you're going to attack the New Orleans Saints, man, you're you're going to have to throw the ball. So I think this is a game where we talked about it. I think Olave and Kamar are going to smash on the Falcons. They're going to get behind. They're going to have to throw the ball. And at 3,400, I think he could see like seven targets, which you know, I mean, if he gets one of those long touchdowns, we know he can get, he'll smash value. So I've somebody I'm, huh? You
2: got Ritter quarterback.
0: That's what I mean, Ritter. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it doesn't matter. I mean, 3,400, what do you need, right? Yeah. You need, you know, 10, 12 points and he's there. So I think, you know, they're going to have to throw regardless. Like they're going to be behind in this game. And those kind of game scripts fit him very well.
1: Good stuff. All right. So so fans of the show, uh, y'all know that a lot of times I like to punt these receivers that could just have that one big play. I think famously I had a guy, Jalen Guyton, a couple of years ago at 3K had his his one big play right there. Definitely. And uh, so this guy has a has a nice trend going here. So four weeks ago, he had one target and then two targets and then three targets and then four targets, uh, and that is Rashid Shaheed uh, for the New Orleans Saints. He's, he's 3.2, and he's one of those guys that could really take one catch and you know take it to the house. Uh, he had a, a long of 40 yards last week. He had a long of 35 yards against the 49ers. He just needs that one big play, give him a, one big play and a touchdown, and uh, he pays off his salary right there. So, Ra- Ra- Rashid, Ra- I can't even say his name, Rashid Shaheed. That is a very hard um, name to say. Uh, but, yeah, at 30, 32K. Yeah, against you could
0: have the- just gone with Jarvis Landry and made it easy on yourself. Yeah,
1: right <laughs> trying to say these hard names. Uh, but, yeah, I, I love him. I actually have him in Dynasty in a few leagues and hope that he has a, a, a pretty decent end of the season here. So, I think he's a good play against Atlanta's terrible defense. All right, fellas, that wraps up the episode 900 uh, overall for the whole network. It's pretty uh, pretty crazy here. Gerson was mad that he didn't get the 300 uh, episode a couple weeks ago, so he got the 900 episode overall. Uh, we'll go around the room as usual. Gerson, we'll go to you first.
2: Yeah, I just want to let you know, right there, 900 is better than 300. So yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, um, no. First off. I want to put a toast. Oh,
0: oh, oh. Toast. That's all I can think of right now.
2: I want to say toast to all you guys for 900 episodes, to all you guys that have been with us since the beginning, until now, and hopefully to the end. Hopefully we we'll, – we'll, to the end. I don't know how long it's going to be. But we appreciate you guys. Without you guys, we wouldn't be who we are. Uh, we wouldn't be Keto DFS. We wouldn't be Fancy DFS. And will be Jeff Lambert, obviously. Um, <laughs> But I don't think without us, Jeff Lambert wouldn't be Jeff Lambert. Back to the truth. Yep. Because when I first met Jeff, I met him through an email. Yeah. I didn't know who he was. He didn't even know that I followed his page.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's, That's when I, I first, my very first started out. I was on Facebook, you know, pump, right. pumping up my content um, on Facebook.
2: Yeah. But with all this said, there's one man we can honestly appreciate and say thank you to. It's Jeff. Yeah. For you know. All the hard work. All the You're
0: the real MVP. Appreciate it, He's fellas. You're the
2: real MVP. All the background work. And I'm telling you, I've seen this guy, like, legit be grateful for the people he has on the show. And he put out a lot of content. He put out a lot of people get bigger. They've left his site and gone on the bigger scene. But they don't, they don't get gone on to bigger scene. He just basically uh, gave them opportunity. And that's all Jeff does on the Going For Two Network. Honestly, Jeff, much love. And you know I always appreciated you. And Going For Two Network. Cheers. Find me at the app at GDFS. Find me on a Sunday show with Jamie, Ben, and... Uh, Zach. But anyway, this is more about Jeff, man.
1: Thank you. Jeff. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah, man.
0: It's a hell of an achievement. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank
1: you. I was just going to say to piggyback on what Gerson said, I think uh, on our network, we have seven or eight shows, uh, all but one of them. Uh, The person hosting the show, it was their first show as a host. Um, So I gave the opportunity and they've been crushing it. I mean, we got some great hosts on the show that, you know, all these shows, I love to watch myself. Uh, they do a great job. So I uh, appreciate it, guys. Uh, Tim, what you got?
0: Yeah, uh, obviously, uh, get in the DFS roundtable. You check out my weekly thread. That's where I post all the best information from all around the internet. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Keto DFS. And shout out to everybody in their playoffs this week. I know we're not a season-long show, uh, but I know y'all are in the playoffs. Good luck to everybody out there. This is a nasty slate in so many ways. So I hope you find ways to advance into the next
1: round good stuff as always guys you can follow me uh at jeff lambert 77 on twitter and i want to promote uh so our season-long show has ended for the season uh for the year uh me and ryan will be kicking off the show uh sometime in january doing uh rookie stuff but next wednesday we will be having a show at 9 30 p.m and these two guys will also be on there it is our end of year holiday show uh if you come there looking for fantasy football advice you came to the wrong podcast. We're just going to be getting drunk, doing trivia, uh, doing some fun mock drafts. I got some fun things planned. So if you want to just tune in, shoot the shit, drink a beer, whatever, hang out with us, do some trivia mm-hmm. questions. Just Bert have some fun. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, exactly.
0: We <laughs> get drunk every
2: week.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just I, I saw a, a, a ugly sweater recently that had Santa Claus on it. And it said, I do it for the ho ho hoes. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> All right, uh, for Tim, for Gerson, I'm Jeff. We will see y'all next week.
2: Time for another long guys.
1: <laughs> I didn't say it once.
3: Go back, go. Go, go, go! Oh my God! I'm
1: like
3: a giant.